another hope-filled message from Life. For more information about our church, visit lifeau.org. Thanks, Will and Philippe. You guys do a great job. And you know what? It's brilliant to have every single person connecting with us today. It's an honour to have you with us. And we're in this whole series at the moment of Faith Forward. And I know as we lean into God today, He's going to speak to us, bring us new revelation. As I was preparing today, I felt this story come to mind. And over the last few years, our son Zion has loved playing rugby league. And as a family, we really enjoy it. I cannot wait for the season to begin again this year for a storm to dominate. And our son Zion, he's always loved playing the game, loved being part of the team, played with great passion. But a month into the season last year, we noticed that he didn't have the same confidence. He'd be hesitant and holding back. And this went on for a few games. So Zion, so Craig asked Zion, mate, you know, it seems like you're not giving your all like you used to, you know, what's up? And it took a little bit of coercing him until finally Zion opens up and he talked about it, how one of the first games in the season, there was a kid that got into his space and was targeting him for the game. And this kid actually ended up punching him in the face. And now in that moment, my response as a mum would be to ask the name of the kid, find out his address, turn up at his doorstep and target him right back. But Craig had a very different response. When Zion told him, he said to him, mate, that's awesome. You got to take this as a compliment. It means you're playing so good. You're getting under their skin and they want to take you out. So don't cause it to to make you step back, cause it to make you play even harder. So Zion took that revelation, that new way of thinking and stepped back into his normal confidence and fire. And I have this sense today that God wants us to step into a new revelation, a revelation that is gonna see us step into a greater confidence, with greater security, with greater passion, with a renewed fire. You know, the series that we're in, Faith Forward, it's all about advancing in our walk with God, taking territory for Him, living with a greater sense of His purpose and stepping into a greater level of freedom. And we don't do this because we play the game like we always have. We do it because of a new revelation or a renewed awakening. So I wanna talk today about awakening authority. And we're gonna look at a passage in Luke 7 that talks about this. And Jesus has just finished giving revelation to the people on the hillside and He went on to Capernaum. There He found a Roman military captain who had beloved servant He valued highly. And the servant was sick to the point of death. When the captain heard that Jesus was in the city, He sent some respected Jewish elders to pray with Him to come and heal His dying servant. So they came to Jesus and told Him, the Roman captain is a wonderful man. If anyone deserves to have a visit from you, it is him. Won't you please come to his home and heal his servant? For he loves the Jewish people and he even built our meeting hall for us. Jesus started off with them, but on his way there, he was stopped by friends of the captain who gave him this message. Master, don't bother to come to me in person for I am not good enough for you to enter my home. I'm not worthy enough to even come out to meet someone like you. But if you would just release a manifestation of healing right where you are, I know that my young servant will be healed. 
Unlike you, I am just an ordinary man, yet I understand the power of authority and I see that authority operating through you. I have soldiers under me who obey my every command. I also have authorities over me whom I also likewise obey. So Master, just speak the word and healing will flow. Jesus marvelled at this. He turned around and said to the crowd who had followed him, listen, everyone, never have I found even one among the people of God, a man like this who believes so strongly in me. Jesus then spoke the healing word from a distance. When the man's friends returned to the home, they found the servant completely healed and doing just fine. Wow, what a story. That's one of those moments where Jesus marveled at someone's faith. And you know, this caused something in me to stand up and take notice. What was it about this Roman soldier that resulted in the kind of faith that he had? You know, faith that stood out to Jesus and resulted in the miracle of the servant being healed. And what stood out for me in this passage was what the Roman soldier said, he had an understanding of authority, said, I'm just an ordinary man, you know, I understand the power of authority and I see that authority operating through you. See, if we're to walk forward in our faith, to go to new levels in God, there's got to be an awakening of the power of authority. We've got to embrace a new understanding of the authority we walk in. You know, the word authority means the right to act in a specified way. We have certain rights as children of God. And if we don't recognise our rights, we can walk with hesitation, lacking confidence and not moving ahead like we are called to. So we're going to take some time looking at where we need to awaken authority and using our example of the Roman soldier and the revelation that he walked in. And first thing is we've got to understand the authority we are under. The Roman soldier had a clear understanding of the authority of Jesus the authority that he walked in, the authority that his words had, he knew that just one word from Jesus would change everything. And I believe that we need to walk in a continued awakening of the awe and wonder and the majesty of who our God is. And I love what 1 Chronicles 29 verse 11 says. It says, Yours, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty for all that is in the heavens and the earth are Yours. Yours is the kingdom, O Lord, and You are exalted as head above all. Jeremiah 32 verse 17 says, Our Lord God, it is You who have made the heavens and the earth by Your great power, by Your outstretched arm. Nothing is too hard for You. Romans 8 verse 31 says, If God is for us, who can be against us? I love again what 1 John 4 verse 4 says, You, dear children, are from God and you have overcome them because the one who is in you is greater than the one that is in the world. No, we've got to have that revelation of how powerful our God is. We need to continue to remind ourselves about who He is, the wonder of who He is, the greatness of who He is. Now, sometimes I feel like we preach so much in the grace and love of God that we actually miss having a right revelation of His power. You know, to know Him, not just the God as the God who is with us, but the one who is my Lord. We may, when we make the decision to follow Jesus, it involves a posture of surrender and submission. That's why Jesus says, if you love me, you'll obey me. 
We can't claim to love God, yet not obey Him and live in submission to Him. Otherwise, we're just going to God for what feels good, to get Him to pat us on the back, to get value from Him without living in His power. It's like 2 Timothy 3 says, in the last days, people will live, have a form of godliness, but deny its power. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to live like that. Seeing we live in a world today that would tell us that your freedom comes from doing what you want to do, living how you want to live. It uses the word submission as a dirty word, but the truth is that we all live under submission to something. If we aren't living in submission to God, we're living in submission to our own desires, wants and needs. And that just leads us round and round in circles going nowhere. When we live in submission to our God though, we access the power of heaven. We're able to move forward. Why would we not want to obey a God who is all powerful, all loving and all knowing, especially when in our humanity, we are so far from that. You know, moving over to Melbourne was a lesson to me about the power of our obedience. And over eight years ago now, God spoke to us so clearly about moving to Melbourne to build His church. But to be honest, I didn't really want to listen to Him. And I remember being at a conference on an altar call and saying to God, why does it need to be so hard to obey you? Leaving family, everything that we'd known, And I remember God saying to me so clearly, I'm not interested in your comfort. I'm interested in your obedience because it's in your obedience that you're unlocked. And I found this to be so true. As we stepped out and obeyed Him, it was amazing to experience new levels that He took us to, what He was able to release to us because of our obedience. I felt this unlocking and this new level of authority in Him. I remember going back to New Zealand to preach for a Sunday and Dad saying to me after the message, well, now, honey, if it's going to take you to that level of authority in God, then it's worth it. And it's so true. Now, through our journey, I've discovered there is nothing like living in obedience to God. Matthew 10 verse 39 puts it like this. Whoever finds their life will lose it. And whoever loses their life for my sake will find it. Now, He knows us even better than we know ourselves. And His ways are worth trusting. It's like C.S. Lewis says, obedience is the road to freedom. And I wonder just how different our lives would look if we lived in pursuit of His will rather than our own. If obedience was our goal rather than the goal of self. If we lived to please Him rather than living to please ourselves. Now, a really good question to ask ourselves is, when it comes to decisions I have to make, how many are based on the desire to obey Him? See, sometimes we can limit obedience to God being about major decisions like moving countries, but obedience to Him, it's a daily choice. It's a choice to obey Him when it comes to our thought life, you know, thinking God's thoughts and His Word over my own thoughts. It's a choice to obey Him when we find ourselves slipping into gossip of other people. It's a choice to obey Him when it comes to relationship decisions that we need to make. It's a choice to obey Him when we can, and it comes to how we spend our time. It's a choice to obey Him when it comes to forgiving someone. And it's a choice to obey Him when it comes to loving others and living beyond self. Every day we make decisions about obedience. And that's why when Jesus taught us to pray, He said after honouring God, we need to make a declaration. Okay, God, Your kingdom come, Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. 
is choosing to position ourselves to respond to His will and not our own. You know, today it's brilliant to have some great friends with me, Rita and Sam. Thank you for joining me today. Hello. Thank you. Good great to, be, to here. be here. Yeah. Yes. And Sam, congratulations. You've got a little one on the way. Thank you, Nadia. Yes, very excited to be welcoming in a baby boy coming wow. September. So it's so going to be a very cool. exciting season. It's brilliant. You know, today I just wanted to ask you a few questions and I thought it would be great to start around this whole thought of obedience mm. and how it's worked out for you living in obedience to God? Sure. Well, one of the first areas of obedience that I felt God challenged me in eight years ago when I first became a Christian was in the area of tithing and being generous. And, you know, tithing, whenever I'd hear the message in church was something I was always sceptical about and I'd roll my eyes whenever a message uh, was given about it. But on one particular occasion in the church I started attending, the pastor stood up uh, before his message and he said, you know what, Uh, I want to challenge everyone here for the next 12 months to start tithing if you're not already. And if after 12 months you haven't experienced a significant change of God's blessing in your life, then I will refund the 12 months worth of tithing. And I thought at the time, I was 18 years old and I thought, beautiful, I'm going to rip off the church here. You know, it's going to be great. Um, But, you know, honestly, that was, you know, one of the best decisions I've made in my Christian walk. And 2013 was the year that I made that choice. And 2013 was the year I got married to my beautiful wife, Thea. Uh, I made my AFL debut. And over the last eight years, it's, it's certainly been an area where it, it's a, I find it a privilege to, to partner with God uh, with that and be faithful with my finances. But, you know, it's also in those little acts where God prompts you. Um, I can remember a really cool story last year in, in September. It was the week of the AFL Grand Final. I had a, an appointment in the city. And on my way back to my car, I was walking back down Collins Street. And in the corner of my eye, uh, I could see a homeless man and... I was kind of, you know, you know, as we know, there's a lot of homeless people along Collins Street. Unfortunately, you see them every day. But God just prompted me, Sam, ask this man if there's anything that you can do for him. And, uh, I, you know, I, I went up to him and I said, you know, look, mate, is there, is there anything I can get for you or, or, or do for you? And he said, you know what, I'd just love a coffee. And it was a, a triple shot at cappuccino with four sugars. So I won't forget that order. And the barista gave me a funny look when I ordered it. But, um, you know, just that little act of obedience for that man. And I, you know, forgot about it, moved on with the rest of my day. But two days later, it was a Friday before the grand final. And I, I work in building and construction. And my boss rang me up and he said, Sam, Sam, I've got two corporate tickets to the AFL Grand Final. Do you want to go? And it didn't take me long, obviously. I said, yep, I'll be there. Uh, But in that excitement, I just felt God say, you know what, Sam, I see in secret and I don't miss those little acts of of kindness and acts of obedience where you obeyed me in that moment. Um, You know, I just felt like being faithful in that area and being faithful in my ties um, has not only blessed me, but helped bless other people too. I absolutely Mm. love that. What amazing wisdom and truth. So Farid, what about you? How's obedience worked out for you? Amazing. Um, It takes me back to about two years ago when I went through a real uh, season of insecurity. I was incredibly active in church at the time. And before that, when I would get thoughts of insecurity, I was able to just reason them away with scripture. But this time, it felt like I was going to have a nervous breakdown. Mm. And I knew that 
you know, I guess what I didn't really realise straight away was that God was taking me to the root of a wound because he wanted to heal me. And my way meant, you know, I wanted to isolate. I kept thinking I need to hide. I don't have the right really to speak to people knowing that I'm going through this. How can I help somebody else? But I knew God's Spirit was saying to me to be obedient. He was asking me to do it His way. He was asking me to go to things that I didn't want to go to. Um, It was painful, but I always felt clothed. Um, I always, when I did it His way, I felt that He covered my nakedness. He protected me. And I got to see Him show up for me. Um, he, he empowered me to do the things that I really felt. I, w- I would be driving to something, just relying on Him to, to roll up when I got there. And um, I just love Him so much for that. The obedience was the difference to me getting through it or not. Well, thank you, Reid. And just want to honour you because it's been amazing to see you walk in obedience and the freedom that that's released to you. And I think there is such power in obedience when we go after God's will, not our own. And it does release such fullness in our lives. And in this whole thought of awakening authority, I think the second thing that we need to awaken, that we need to walk in, is an understanding of our own authority and understanding the authority that we personally walk in. And the Roman soldier, you know, he had a revelation of the authority that he walked in. He would have been in charge of many men and had full authority to command people to come and to go, like he said, because we are children of God. There's an authority that we walk in. But so often I find that we don't realise what we have access to. I mean, the season of lockdown is revealed just how much we take for granted what we can access. I mean, the novelty of having cafes and restaurants that we can access whenever and wherever we feel like it. The privilege of being able to access schooling from our children. You know, oh my goodness, I'm never going to take that for granted again. The delight of having shops open where you can go and try clothes on, work out what looks best. You know, so many things that we casually took for granted You don't realise what you have until it's taken away. And in the same way, we can so easily take for granted what we can access through being children of God. Romans 8 verse 17 says this, Since we are true children, we qualify to share all His treasures. For indeed, we are heirs of God Himself. And since we are joined to Christ, we also inherit all that He is and all that He has. No, we can access his freedom, his joy, his strength, his peace, his security, his love, his provision, his healing, his truth, his boldness and his fullness. And we access it, not because we earn it, not because we're good enough, but simply because we're his. And last Christmas, my sister brought my dad one of those DNA tests where you send in a sample of your saliva and from that they look at your DNA and where you come from. And my dad was able to discover some incredible things about his heritage. You know, in the same way, we need to do a spiritual DNA test. And when we make a decision to believe in God, the results of our spiritual DNA confirm that we are children of God. We have a heavenly father who knew us, who knew you before anyone else ever did, who loves you beyond measure, who is all-powerful, all-knowing, and has us in the palm of His hand. And when we discover the DNA that we have in God, it breeds in us a new security, a new confidence that we can step into everything that God has for us. 
Now, recently, I found myself slipping into a place where I felt like fear was taking over. And I had to remind myself again about what I had access to and about the authority that, that I have in being a daughter of our incredible God. You know, I had to get scriptures like Luke 10 verse 19 that says, I've given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions, to overcome all the power of the enemy. Nothing will harm you. And other scriptures like God will supply all your needs according to His great riches. I had to repeat them over and over again to myself, to write them out over and over again, to awaken my authority again. You know, we need to see ourselves the right way. And to see ourselves the right way, it's not about looking internally. If we look internally, it's like looking into a mirror, which reflects, you know, we can find all our faults, our insecurities, our limitations, our sense of maybe self-pride. And none of these things take us into the more that God has for us. See ourselves the right way. It's actually about looking into the Word of God. We are made in His image, so we find ourselves through finding who He is. You know, it's like a filter that some of us might use on photos that we want to post on social media. We all need to choose the filter of Christ in discovering who we are called to be. Instead of focusing on our weaknesses, it's focusing on His strength. Instead of our fears, it's focusing on His incredible love for us. Instead of our limitations, we can focus on His power that is at work in us. You know, our authority comes from who we are in Him, not who we are on our own. Now, I love C.S. Lewis, and he puts it like this. The more we let God take us over, the more truly ourselves we become because He made us. You know, so again, Rita and Sam, putting it to you guys, have you had to change how you see yourself, you know, to align with how God sees you rather than how you'd naturally see yourself? Yeah, for, for me, Nadia, it's really been... Once I've had that revelation of being God's child and, um, you know, having that peace that surpasses all understanding and the freedom that that's brought to my life, it's now the responsibility that I have to give back to other people so that they can experience that same feeling. And, you know, one of my favourite scriptures or, or parables uh, in the Bible is the parable about uh, the man uh, or the master who gave the talents to the servants. And... I want to be that servant who was given five talents who went and multiplied that uh, in, in the marketplace. I don't want to be so the good. servant that hid his talent in the ground. You know, it says in, in Matthew, to shine your light before men that they may see your good work and glorify your Father in heaven. And for me, that's such a critical part of, of being a Christian is to, you know, the greatest, I've always thought that evangelism is, you know, it's most effective through action and shining your light. And uh, for me, you know, doing that on a day-to-day -day basis in the marketplace by how you treat other people, the words that you speak and um, little acts that other people notice and go, wow, what is it that you have? Um, and then in that moment, you have the opportunity to share, uh, you know, the awesome things that God has done for you. Love it, and Sam. And so Rita, for you, how have you had to change how you see yourself to align with how God sees you? Well, for me, I think the experience that I had was incredible because it gave me such a deeper sense of being. And I realised that healing is a gift, but wholeness is relationships. It comes from relationship. And it reminds me of that story of the lepers that um, 
Some were healed, but the one that went back that initiated conversation that wanted relationship was made whole. And that's just, to me, that just, between me and my father, that's just an incredible, beautiful love story. And that produces in me overflow and it changes the way I see things. So if the spotlight goes um, on me with something, I say, Father, what is this? Do you want to make me whole, Lord? Is this something that I need to fix? You know, take me to the root of this problem. And I, I can sit and I can hear him because I know that he doesn't just want to heal me. He loves me so much that he wants to call out every lie that is embedded in my person and he wants to replace it with his love and his truth. So good. And I absolutely love that. There is something that awakens on the inside of us when we allow God's truth to become our reality. And, you know, again, in this whole sense of awakening our authority, I think, you know, that we have to understand the authority that comes with our mission. You know, as Sam was talking about knowing that we are the light of the world, I love that the Roman soldier stepped out in authority because of his mission and his mission was to stand on behalf of his servant. You know, there's an authority on us to be the light of the world, to reach others, to be the hands and the feet of Jesus. It's like what it says again in Matthew 28, verse 18 to 19, all authority of the universe has been given to me. And that's an understanding like we talked about of the authority that we are under. And it goes on to say, now go in my authority, which is understanding the authority that we walk in. And then it goes on to say, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And this talks about our authority to reach people. And now our mission in life, it comes back to people finding God. Whatever sphere of life we find ourselves in, whatever our passion is, whatever our purpose is, it comes back to people. You know, I love when Jesus was calling Peter to follow him, the disciple Peter. He said, I'm going to make you fishers of men. You know, they were already fishermen, but he placed a kingdom purpose on what they were doing. Whatever you find yourself doing in life, it all comes back to reaching people with the love and the truth of who our God is. In fact, the more we understand who we are, the more we understand why we are. And there's an authority we can walk in in that when it comes to reaching people. You're in the job that you're in, the university that you're in, the school that you're in, because all around you are people that need to know the incredible love of our God. See, we have a right to freedom in Christ, but we don't have the right to hold it to ourselves. We're called to stand on behalf of others, to not back down, to not get complacent in this season. You know, for most of us, we've had numerous nights on the couch watching Netflix, maybe eating chocolate, and I can relate to that. But there is so much that God wants to do through us. There are people all around us who are desperate for hope, desperate for freedom, desperate for breakthrough. And we have living hope that we can lead them to. You know, I pray today that something would stir on the inside of us, that there would be a new authority that would rise up when it comes to our mission to reach people, that we wouldn't allow the enemy's lies of what have I got to offer? What have I got to give? You know, what have I got to say? We wouldn't allow those words to have authority. Instead, let's live in obedience to our God who has called us to be the light of the world and share the reality of His love with others. 
kindness so often in reaching people. I've found it's the simple act of kindness that opens the door. I remember a few years ago, Zion, our son, coming home from school and him saying, Mum, there's a girl in our class who has cancer. You know, we discovered that she actually lived on the same street as us. So we got together a little gift bag for her, colouring pencils and books and went and introduced ourselves, knocked on their front door and they invited us in. And from there, when we went to the park, we'd invite them and then it came time for our Christmas spectacular. So it was just easy to invite them to it. And they came along and absolutely loved it. And then recently we've also invited them. They came onto our online Easter service and it was amazing to see that simple act of kindness and how it opened the door. And the good news is that little girl was doing so well now, but it's amazing how our kindness can open people up to hearing the message of God's love. You know, can I encourage us? What acts of kindness can we be doing to reach people? Sometimes we can feel disempowered in our reaching people, but I want us to rise in our authority in this area. This isn't an authority that just some of us can walk in. It's an authority that we are all called to walk in. We can all reach people. And it's again, as simple as showing kindness, but it's being intentional about it. It's not gonna happen by accident. It's gonna happen because we have a revelation of our call, a revelation of our authority. You know, our hampers of hope that we did as a church, a thousand hampers across our city for people that are in need. And an amazing lady in our church sent us an email just showing an example of what these hampers have done in people's lives. And she said, I thought I'd pass on some feedback that I received from my friend who received a hamper of hope last week. She isn't a Christian, but I brought her along to our Christmas show last year. And she also volunteered at Christmas Box. And she says, after years of trying for a baby, she unfortunately had a miscarriage a few weeks ago. And it's been really tough on her and her husband, especially in isolation. On top of that, her job is now down to two days a week. And so I asked her if I could, it would be okay if I prayed for her. And she said, that would be nice. And I also brought it up at Connect Group and we all prayed for her to have peace and hope at this time and a miracle baby, of course. Then I heard about the hampers and put together a card that said I'd spoken to my small group at church and that we'd been praying for her, that our church wanted to send her this hamper to remind her that she wasn't alone, that there were so many people that she hadn't even met that were praying for her and believing for her. I also wrapped up a present that I got at a conference, a silk eye mask and a golden box that had a scripture on it about hope and love in Jesus. And I dropped it off at her house and got this text later in the day. It says, thank you and your friends at your church for the wonderful package. It really is thoughtful. The card was lovely to read. I had to wash my face from crying tears of joy. I can't explain how happy I am to have a friend like you. All the well wishes and prayers are beautiful. I love your passion for your faith. I wish I could have a pinch of it. My heart had crumbled. And I honestly thought I wouldn't be the same, but having you there to talk to has really helped. Love you loads. Couldn't imagine getting this through, through this without you. Now she also told me that she researched the scripture because she wanted to know what it meant and ended up calling her mum to talk about it, who was a Christian apparently. What I love most about this is that when my friend was at her lowest, Jesus was there. And it was largely thanks to hampers of hope. I wanted to pass on the story to encourage all of you to keep up the amazing work. What you're doing is working in different realms and is changing lives. 
Now, what an incredible story about the power of reaching others through the simplicity of our kindness. You know, today it's so true. You know, the story reveals that we have a God who is right there waiting to meet us in our time of need. And just like the story of this incredible lady, I know there are some of us that are tuning in today. And if you're honest, like this lady mentioned in an email, you wish you could just have a pinch of faith in God. You know, you wish to know Him, to walk in relationship with Him, to have His peace and His fulfillment. You know, the encouraging news is our relationship with Him, it's not just for some who are chosen, who are good enough, it's for anyone who would believe. John 1 verse 12 puts it like this, it says, but those who embraced Him, who took hold of His name, were given authority to become children of God. God. We become children of God because of a simple decision to embrace Him, to open our arms to God. And as we do that, we discover that He's right there waiting to embrace us right back. So you know, if you're tuning in today and you haven't made that decision to open your life to God yet, then this is your moment. Through a simple prayer, you can choose to become His son and His daughter, to access His joy, His love and His peace. In this prayer, it's for those who haven't yet made a decision to follow Him, but also for those who maybe you once did, but if you're honest, you're not living as His son and His daughter. Maybe things or situations have caused you to drift in proximity to Him. And this is a prayer to come back to God, to come home to Him. So we're all gonna pray this prayer. Why don't we repeat it after me? Jesus, I open my life to You. I ask You to come and be my Lord. I pray that I would know Your love, that I would know who I am in You. I give You my wrongs, I ask for Your forgiveness, and I pray for a new start in You. I give You my life, in Jesus' Name, Amen. You know, what an incredible decision that You have made today. What an incredible prayer to pray. You know, for all those that prayed that prayer for the first time, or maybe you were rededicating your life to God, we wanna celebrate that decision with you. And so if you click on the raise hands button, you know, we all wanna congratulate you on the decision that you've made. Make sure you click that button and we're gonna get the hearts pumping on the chat, give us shout outs, people commenting, you know, so that we can celebrate the incredible decision that you have made, that decision to start a relationship with God. You know, and also be our privilege to get a Bible to you. So if you scan the QR code or go to the URL on the screen or click the Live Connect button in the chat and fill out your details and we'll get a gift of a Bible to you. The Bible is the greatest gift we could ever receive. So please make sure you fill out your details and we'll get one of those to you. And you know, as we wrap up, I really want to encourage us as a church. This is a season for us to stand in our authority to reach others. There are so many people waiting to know the love of our God. And to be honest, I feel burdened with this at the moment, you know, with this passion for us to reach people in a greater way. 
And I thought it would be an incredible thing for us to do as a church is to share ideas and how we can reach people, share ideas and creativity. And so what we're going to do is on our community Facebook page, Living Life, we're just going to have it as a platform where people can go and share ideas and how we're reaching our neighbours, our friends, our family, how we're showing kindness at this time. Because like I said before, kindness is the doorway for people to open up their lives to discover God's love. So I really want to encourage this church, don't let this just be a message that we hear and think, hey, that's a great message. Come on, allow it to cause there to be a new authority that would awaken on the inside of us to reach people. So just before we close, I'm going to pray for us and I'm going to really believe that God will do something on the inside of us right now. So God, I thank You for who You are. I thank You for who You've called us to be. And God, I pray that there'd be an awakening of authority in our lives. God, an awakening of who we are under, an awakening of who we are in You, and then an awakening of Your purpose in our lives. God, I pray right now that something would stir on the inside of us to reach others, that there'd be an authority that would waken, that we wouldn't just settle, just lay back, just hold back, but God, we would step up into everything that You called us to be. Right now, God, I pray that You'd actually bring people to mind, people that we can be reaching with Your kindness. And I pray as we do that, that You would do something on the inside of them to bring them home to You in Jesus' Name, Amen. Well, you know, it's been absolutely brilliant to have you join us today. I just want to thank you, Sam and Rita, for your time and your okay. wisdom and you. uh, just sharing the reality of what God's done in your world. Really appreciate it. But church, we just want to, again, thank you for joining us online during this season and for embracing it. And we're so excited. Next Sunday, we have Pastor Dave McCracken with us. So really want to make sure we prioritise being part of our services. And we love you. Go and have an amazing, blessed week and we'll see you next Sunday. We hope you enjoyed this podcast from Life. If you have any questions or want to contact someone about this message, visit lifeau.org.